gonna wake up in the morning. Fuck, I'm talking right now. You're about to experience a morning show unlike any other. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope to see y'all every morning. What you guys are doing right now, it's the hub culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. I feel like you really not popping. Until we do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I know you got to be a big-time celebrity to be up in here. You got to be be big-time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The the Breakfast Club, bitches. Hey, what's happening? Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is still on vacation. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning. Now, Envy uh, said they're on strike in Paris or something's happening out there. They're on strike in Paris? What, the whole Paris is on strike? Like nothing's moving in Paris? He said... Or they, they're striking in Paris about something. Let me see. I'm not... He said he was supposed to be back, but Paris is on strike. I, I don't think so he's, he's wording sure. that right. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's wording that right. I, I am. Al- I am Paris. almost positive he's not wording that right. Countries don't go on strike, do they? I mean, I'm not the but highest grade. France is a country. Country. Yeah, but I don't think whole country go on strike. People. But he in didn't the say country. the whole country. He said Paris, not the country yeah. of France. Well, whatever. What is Paris? What would Paris be considered? A city. Okay, so the a c- whole cities don't go on strike, right? Let me see what happens when I Google like Paris. People on strike. in these cities go on strike, but you know, New York just doesn't go on strike. Hey, it New says, York's not um, open today. There's a wildcat strike. What? French trains still disrupted by wildcat strike on Sunday. So the wildcats must be an organization, some type of group. Hmm. Oh, it's over train staffing levels? I don't know. But I can't, I don't know if that affected the whole city. Hey, man. I'm a selfish American. I'm okay, not, look at I, this. I don't care what's going on. What's the happening? The industrial Isn't... action began on Friday after a train in Northeast France slammed into a truck at a level crossing, leaving 11 people injured. I don't know. Oh, Sounds like he you, wants to extend his trip. That's why you shouldn't get your news from DJ Envy. Okay, that's not the way we want to start things. Uh, a- a- anyway, uh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. <laughs> uh, Trevor Noah will be joining us today. I'm actually waiting for it to be the holiday season, but it doesn't quite feel like the holiday season yet. Hopefully next week when uh, Halloween kicks in, then it'll start officially feeling like the holiday season. I don't know why it doesn't feel like the holidays yet. Maybe because there's no... Christmas music starts around November 1st, maybe. I don't even want the Christmas music yet. I just, I just want it to feel like the holiday season. It don't feel, I don't feel that way yet. Well, I'll be in Atlanta for Halloween because we have Lip Service Live on October 30th out there with YFN Lucci and Trouble and Johnny Blaze. So we're excited for that one. Yesterday, I went to go see the Slave Play, which a lot of people have been talking about. Do white people go to see that? A lot, okay. yes. It was, it's on Broadway, so... You know how it is. When you go to Broadway plays, most of the time, it's a whole lot of white people. And I have to say, I don't want to, I didn't know what the play was about before I went to go see it. Called the Slave Play? I can take a wild gander. And you'd be wrong. Oh, okay. So, like I said, I didn't know what the play was about when I went to go see it. And so I went there with, uh, shout out to Rashana. We went to go see it together, and we were looking at each other because white people were laughing at certain things. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. And then the play takes a sudden turn, and you're like, oh, I had no idea this is what was happening. So it was very interesting. Uh, It does have a lot to do with therapy and counseling, I'll tell you that much. So it's not about slavery at all? Um, Not in the way that you think. Mm. And there's some scenes in there I know you'll love. So that's all I'm going to say about it, because I don't want to give it away for anybody who wants to go see the slave play. But uh, it is written by a black playwright. 
Okay. I believe he's the youngest black playwright to have a play on Broadway. Okay. I might have to double check that, but it made me very interested to go see it because of that. Well, salute to that young man. And, and like I said, Trevor Noah will be joining us today. I do not, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, he's, I don't know what Trevor's coming to promote, actually, but we'll find out. Who needs, who needs, why does Trevor have to come promote something? He's always a great person to talk to. Now, we got front page news coming up here. Um, yes. Okay, his name is Jeremy O'Harris, by the way, who did the slave play. Jeremy O'Harris, what's happening? Yeah, shout out to him. All right, yes, we are going to be talking about, what you think? Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's discuss. It's The Breakfast Club. Most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. Let's get into front page news. Now, last night, uh, the Toronto Raptors beat the New Orleans Pelicans 130 to 122 in overtime. The only reason we're reporting that because last night the Raptors received their championship rings and Drake even got one. Uh, listen, drop on the clues bombs for Drake. I've never heard of that. I- I've never heard of a super fan getting a ring along with the team. He works with the team. Oh, he does work for the team. You're absolutely right. And the L.A. Clippers beat the L.A. Lakers 112 to 102. All right, now what we got in front page? And our Brooklyn Nets are playing tonight, right? I have no idea. In San Antonio, if I'm not mistaken. All right, now let's talk about your president, Donald Trump. He's upset now because of this whole inquiry and so what he's done and uh, this possible impeachment he put on Twitter. So someday, if a Democrat becomes president and the Republicans win the House, even by a tiny margin, they can impeach the president without due process or fairness or any legal rights. All Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here, a lynching. But we will win. Okay. So, of course, Donald Trump doesn't understand what it is to be lynched. And Brittany Packnett Cunningham actually posted... Uh, the whole history of lynching and the whole lynch law by Ida B. Wells, the black woman activist who forced America to reckon with her own racial terror to understand why lynching is not a term to toss around haphazardly. So you should read that when you get the opportunity. Now, top Republicans in Congress uh, have this to say. Senate Majority uh, House Republican Leader Kevin McCarthy said this about Donald Trump and his language. That's not the language I would use. It's very clear that what the Democrats are doing here does not have due process. It's not fair in the process. It's not something that this House has done ever in the past. Mr. Leader, you said some language you use. Why wouldn't you use that one? I don't agree with that language. It's pretty simple. All right. Now, U.S. top diplomat Taylor, who is in Ukraine, testified yesterday. Bill Taylor. He said he had been told President Donald Trump would withhold military aid to the country until it publicly declared investigations would be launched that could help his re-election chances, including into former Vice President Joe Biden. And that's according to Bill Taylor's opening statement that CNN obtained. Listen, uh, I'm not upset at everybody being upset at the word uh, lynching, but once again, we are getting upset and outraged over wording as opposed to actual systemic things that are in play that could oppress us all, okay? The way we are talking about Trump using the word lynching, we should be talking about the quid pro quo that Trump's guys, guys are admitting to. Like, once again, Again, Trump's crimes are being trumped by Trump's language. Like, we're outraged over the wrong things. And it's actually incredible to watch. It's incredible to watch how we get outraged over the wrong things. Like, this guy, once again, admitted the crimes in plain sight and then turns around and acts like, no, it's not a crime, tells us we're hearing things wrong, Donald Trump worded things wrong. It's insulting to America's intelligence, and it's so easy to manipulate this generation we are in because people aren't really paying attention because they'll get caught up on a word like lynching instead of the actual systemic things that are being done to ruin this country. Well, people are very uh, actually... uh 
they're looking at this testimony from Bill Taylor as yet another reason why he should be impeached. Yes. And they said that testimony is explosive and it's definitely yes. adding fuel to that. So that is still continuing on. Yes, we should be outraged over that. Like, that should be the conversation. Okay, racist use racist language. So what? He said the word lynching. Okay, cool. Let's, that's fine. But let's be upset over the actual systemic things being done to kill this democracy. Yes, and you can be upset over both. All right, well, that is your front page news. That's right. Now, we got Get It Off Your Chest coming up next. 1-800-585-1051 if you want to vent, uh, call us. If you want to tell us why you're blessed, black, and highly favored, or blessed in whatever race you are and highly favored, call us, too. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get it off your chest. Yo, what up, Charlotte? Um, I just want to start by saying y'all dope, man. You and Angela Yee and DJ Envy keep doing what y'all doing. Peace, but, uh, King. I want to get this off. Peace. I want to get this off my chest, man. So I'm on my way to work every day. I stop at the loud man's house. Now he act like he don't want to get up, man. It's 6 in the morning. I know it's early, but he always get up every time. But then every other time, he don't want to get up. Does he but, have to you know, get up? Need- you might need a backup person. Yeah, but the backup dude got that bull crap. You know what I mean? I don't want to cuss on here, but it's always the clowns with the bag. You know, maybe what I mean? you need Every to get it the time. night before. Are you talking about buying weed? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, bet you he's a night. Guy. I bet you he's a night person and not really a morning person. Yeah, I think it's disrespectful that you won't let your weed man get his sleep, bro. No, 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 no. I go every morning. This ain't a this ain't a new thing. Like he knows that I'm be coming through at six o'clock. I'm a UPS driver. I got to be at work at six thirty. Boom. I get two L's. I smoke one L on the way to work. And then lunchtime, I smoke a half an L. And then after work, I smoke the other half on the way home. But can I make a suggestion? Can can you buy all of them at one time for the whole week? Just buy enough for the week, bro. Buy a zip. And then you don't have to go every morning? Why you just don't buy, buy an ounce? Yeah, that's true. But the more I buy, the more I smoke. So I can't do that. Bro, you smoke every day. Clearly, you want to smoke every day. <laughs> Sometimes I only get the thirty-five hours though. I'm trying to spend. That's why they just got to legalize weed, so you can just buy you a pack of joints and be good. You know what I'm saying? Buy a pack you, of joints like you do Newport. Why don't you just ration it out, right? Buy it for the whole week. Take that thirty-five dollars you spend a day. Buy the whole week and ration it out for yourself. Nah, that's what I'm gonna do. Friday when I get paid, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give me a little half, and I'm gonna like, look, man, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna stop coming over here bothering you every morning. Just give me a half, and right. we gonna go from there. And, and then, it might and be then, it might be cheaper if you buy in bulk. And then he act like it's a big deal. Like, yo, don't be talking on the phone like that and put hold that down. Like, yo, man, ain't nobody. It's like the feds is watching them. I know. I mean, it's really not that serious. But it, yeah. Man, salute to all the weed dealers that need their rest, man. I think this is very selfish of you. But what do I know? But you got guaranteed money, though. Why man, I need down? sleep. Okay? Have a good day, sir. Jesus Christ, drug users can be so selfish. Get it off your chest. Hi, good morning. This is Janice Wilson calling from Hartford. How you doing? Good morning, Janice. Hi, Angela. Hi, hi Charlemagne. Hey. So, hi. Um, I'm calling this morning because Charlemagne, I have a little gripe. Talk to me. Okay, so every morning, whether you come in there on time or not, I know you said your contract says six oh five. Six oh five. You're not dropping the yo yo yos. You came in there this morning. I was so excited. When I tell you my alarm clock go off at 6, I turn the TV on, and I'll be ready, like, okay, he going to do it. Well, it's a rhythm, right? So, like, you know, Envy starts off, good morning, USA. I do the yo-yo-yo. Angelie jumps in. It's like, it's a rhythm, you know what I mean? And, and, and when one of us not here, like, the rhythm is a little off. 
That's all. Okay, but but before DJ Envy went to Paris, you was there a lot, and you still ain't do it. And you was there one time. I was? Like, just a couple of yo's. Yes. Okay. You came in there, sat down. I was like, oh, he about to do it. You just started talking. Are you asking me and to do it? You do, do you just want me to do it yeah, right can, now? Can you? Can you? Right. Yes, please. Yo 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 Hey I'm happy I could get you off this morning. Yes, now you guys have a good morning. All right. Okay. Get it off uh what's the name of this segment called? Get it off your chest. One eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. We do it every morning at the same exact time. We're still taking your calls. If you want to vent, if you want to tell us why you're blessed, reach out and touch us. It's the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club yes we are doing get it off your chest and i want to correct myself because i didn't even do any research this morning i just heard the brooklyn nets were playing today so their opening game is tonight and it is at the barclays against the minnesota timberwolves so if you are in brooklyn make sure you get your tickets we're also playing the knicks on friday so that should be a good one too good morning angela how are you hey snack man what's up what's up buddy Okay, buddy. I got a joke for you. <laughs> yes, I'm listening. Yeah, yo, so you would agree, right, Angela? This world's getting crazy. Terrorists want to blow stuff up. Koreans want to nuke stuff. They'll come to think what? of it. Extraterrestrial aliens, not that bad. Yo, what do they do? Crop circles? <laughs> I mean, he's got kind of a point, though. I, I think we do need to see UFOs just because I think it would humble people. I think if we saw extraterrestrials... Everybody on the planet would be like, whoa. All right, well, Snack Man, I guess your joke was appreciated this morning. <laughs> no, not his joke, but just the sentiment of what he was saying. What's up? It's Get It Off Your Chest. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning. It's your boy Rich from Brooklyn. What's going on, you in the guard? What's yo, up, yo, Rich? Yo, what's up, my boy Rich from Brooklyn? What's happening? You already, everything regular, man. I just want to keep all these single parent fathers and mothers out there inspired, man. Stay strong. It'll get greater later. Check out my page on Instagram, Rich Fatherhood. And Rich Motherhood on Twitter, same thing, man. I need a follow back. Give me some inspiration, y'all. Let the people know about Rich Fatherhood, man. All right. Rich Fatherhood? Yeah, Rich Fatherhood. Let me get a follow, follow back. Good content, man. Some positive for the parents out there. What All right, what's your, what's, your, what's your page so that people can follow? It's Rich Fatherhood on Instagram and Twitter. It's the same name. What does that mean? What, is, what, what does Rich Fatherhood mean? Is it a financial thing or okay. you mean just rich in spirit? He, his name is Rich and he's yeah, trying exactly. to... exactly. Oh. Rich in spirit as far as our heritage, our culture, and our essence, man. You know what I mean? It's not about money. It's about our heritage. Got you. Check me out. Good we'll, content, Charlamagne. I, I need your support behind this. Will do, King. I'm lying. Hello? Get it off your chest. Yes. My name is Leonard Wallace. What's up, like Leonard Wallace? Good morning, Angie. How you doing? I'm good. How are what's you? <laughs> I'm all right. What's up, DJ Envy? What's good? What's good? Um, nothing much. I just wanted to thank you guys <laughs> always for promoting positivity within the community. And also, um, Charlemagne the God, uh, your mental health awareness. I heard you was going out to North Carolina on the 28th. I'm also an author. I wrote a book on mental health, um, dealing with my post-traumatic stress disorder after being in the military. I'd love to read and, it. Uh, What's yes, the name sir, of it? It's called uh, Get Off the Bus by Peter Logan. I had to put a pen name on it um, because it was a true story. My can son's I, name is Logan. Can I buy it from Amazon? <laughs> oh, wow. Can, can, I, can I buy it from Amazon? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, is it Amazon? Um, um, Barnes & Noble? Is um, Google? It's everywhere. Walmart even started selling it this year. Word. What's love your Instagram? Love you, man. 
Yes, thank you. And the bus stands for, I just want to tell you, the bus stands for bull situations undermining your stride to success. Is get off the bus, the bus stop here, and after the bus stop. I'm currently living the second book now. Got you. All right, yo, DJ Envy went to your Instagram. He said you cute too, by the way, bro. Oh, my God. DJ Envy, stay on my Instagram, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he just thinks you're cute. <laughs> Love you. All right, that was Get It Off Your Chest. 1-800-585-1051 if you want to get it off your chest. Now, yeah, we got a rumor report coming up. Yes. Um, Tank, let's get into some things that Tank said on lip service that's making the rounds on social media. And oddly enough, when he said it, I didn't really think much of it. We'll talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, congratulations to Drake. He got his Raptors championship ring, and he got himself a second custom ring as well. So congratulations. Now, uh, according to reports, this ring has 30 carats of diamonds, which is more than any other championship ring in history. They said that he actually had flown in the jeweler to Turks Turks and Caicos for an emergency design meeting. And he wanted to make sure that it was something that was very different, very special, because it was near and dear to his heart. Well, listen, Drake earned that. Uh, he's a part of an. He's a part of the organization. He actually works for the organization. He's the face of the organization in a lot of ways, especially since uh, Kawhi Leonard left. I mean, women like Serge Ibaka, but I wouldn't say he's the face of the Raptors organization. By the way, Serge Ibaka is the number one thirst trapper on the gram. There's no video vixen, no Instagram model that thirst traps harder than Serge Ibaka. He needs to just drop a neo soul Afro beats album. All right, and congratulations to Dwayne Wade. He signed a deal to be an NBA analyst for TNT. Makes sense. He'll be a regular analyst. And he'll be doing studio coverage of the NBA on Tuesday nights alongside Shaq and Candace Parker. So he also has other projects covering sports, lifestyles, and entertainment across the company's various platforms. That's Warner Media. I'm not mad at that. D-Wade's voice is necessary. He posted, I'm truly honored to be a part of the TNT family. I've sat back and watched you guys for years create TV magic. I've watched this network give former players a voice and current players a platform. Word. All right, so Monica's divorce is finalized. She's divorced from ex-NBA player Shannon Brown. When she was on The Breakfast Club, this is what she had to say about her marriage. We were married, what, almost nine years? Mm-hmm. And I think life changes really got the best of both of us at times. He also went through a lot of different life changes, you know. And I think that it took a toll because I probably didn't have enough around us Mm -hmm. to help us just facilitate what needed to happen. But, you know, it is what it is. Divorce has not been easy. And then everywhere I go, it's the first thing that comes up. But one thing about me, I'm going to respect them to the death, though. Damn. That sucks, man. Well, she was in court, but Shannon did not even show up to court. So that was um, that meant that it was only a 10-minute court session. No drama at all. She's already changed her, her name back to her maiden name, Monica Arnold. I'm so used to her being Monica Brown. So I'm just used to her being Monica. Well, I never, yeah, but I never, I never really she's been married for almost life, 10 man. years. So Yeah, I, listen, I pray I don't ever end up in that situation. Whatever change and growth happens with individuals, which is inevitable, I, I just hope that, you know, me and my wife continue to grow and evolve together. And that's why I think marriage counseling is good even when there are no problems in the relationship. That's why I think therapy, couples therapy is good even when there are no problems in the relationship. Well, they still have their cute six-year-old daughter together, Leia. So as for an agreement on child support, those details are all sealed in court. We don't know if they're playing spousal support or what's happening there. All right, now let's get into some comments that Tank made when he was on lip service. 
And by the way, I just want to say Tank is a great conversationalist. I like him as a person. And so here's what the conversation was about. I definitely had a guy say to me before, like, but I don't lie to you. I've only lied to you a couple times about women. I hear what he's saying. We he's know. not a liar. He just lied twice. Doesn't that make you a liar? No, because I've done construction <laughs> a couple times, but I'm not a construction <laughs> So let's say a guy sucked a d one time. Jesus Christ. Does that mean that... <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he sucked a d once, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's like... I'm not sure if I liked it or not. Let you know me try saying? it again. Let me try it again. Mm -hmm. And then he says, you know what? It's not for me. Don't like the taste. But it doesn't mean he's gay. All right. So he was trying to prove a point about cheating. I must say that uh, I had like three group chats going about this yesterday. All the guys in our group chat was talking about this. Uh, I don't know what being gay is then. If I kill two people, am I a murderer? If I rob two banks, am I a bank robber? If you suck two penises, yes, you have been gay at least twice in your life. What Tank is essentially saying is, uh, you know, said individual tried being gay and he realized he didn't like it, but that doesn't negate the fact that he participated in gay acts. But that doesn't mean you're gay just because you participated in that act. Because uh, if you did something 10 years ago and then you're like, mm, this uh, isn't me. He didn't say he tried it once. He said he tried it twice. twice right. I, I don't need a second time to try something to know I don't like it. Whoever Tank is talking about had a taste for penis. Well, he did go on his social media to clear things up. He posted, tune into my interview <laughs> with the ladies from Lip Service. Which, by the way, we are on tour. Our next stop is Charlotte on Sunday and then Silver Spring, Maryland on Monday. He said, great topics and great perspectives. We are all not the same. And the beauty of exchanging information is what I enjoy. Now, here was his explanation. I said what I said. Y'all so goddamn homophobic. You got to watch the whole clip in, in any event. It's just homophobia is real. Let me just tell you that. It's just as real as racism. What do with homophobia? And, and just as damaging. And it plagues our community the worst. This can't be used as a negative. You can't use a human being's existence as a negative. I get it. You want to call me gay, whatever. I, I don't have to defend that to you or to anybody. You don't have that power over me. Well, All what, right. what, what does this got to do with homophobia? Well, if you look at his comments, there's a lot of people saying really homophobic things in his comments. Because you know how people are on social media. I'm, so somebody said, you're not allowed in Philly. He And then Tank responded, I just did. I'm coming Saturday and we need to see you. And then somebody said, you still posting? You been canceled. Everybody's calling him gay. They're telling him he got DSLs. Put them DSLs to work, y'all. What's wrong with that? Gay. That's a compliment. Um, I don't think that he meant it as a compliment. Listen, all I'm saying is don't so try... So I understand why he would say that, because I'm sure there's things that he's seeing that y'all not seeing on his page. That is true, but I wouldn't just call everybody homophobic. All I'm, We're just asking a question. How many times do you have to suck a penis to be gay? The same way you say, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? We just want to know the answer to the question, Tank. Maybe it should be a three-suck law, okay? You know how some states have the three-strike law when it comes to crime? There should be a three-suck law. If you suck a penis three times, you qualify as gay. How about that? That's fair. I think what happened was he was trying to defend the whole, I lied twice, but I'm not a liar. And then when he got asked that, he kind of was backed in the corner, but he still was trying to defend his original statement. Hey, man, when you're backed in the corner, the best way to get out is to suck a penis, right? Twice. That's what Tank said? That's not what he said. But oh, okay. anyway, we can discuss that more. That is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. That's right. We got front page news up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is still on vacation. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't stop thinking about what, what Tank said. I bet. I really can't. Like, I'm really thinking about this. Like, I, I'm, I'm, if you suck a penis twice, you may not be gay, but at the least, at the least, you're bisexual, right? Or it could have been that you did it twice, and then if you never, ever do it again in life, that but, doesn't make you gay. 
I just don't wake up with the people, taste for penis. Don't people change, right, and evolve? And yeah, but, I, but at, at the least you're bisexual. If you did it twice, twice, once, I can see, okay, he experimented. Twice? Yeah, at the what least. What if you're 18 and now you're 41 and you haven't done it since? You were bisexual at some point in your life. I okay, you, but you're not now. No. Okay, so there you have it. I don't know. I would like to expound on that conversation. Tank's not coming up here this week. <laughs> it's front page news. Now, the Toronto Raptors beat the New Orleans Pelicans 130-122 to in overtime. The Raptors received their championship rings last night. Uh, even Drake got one. And the L.A. Clippers beat the L.A. Lakers 112-102. to People are reading too much into these games so early. It's the first game of the season. We still don't know who the best team in the NBA is. But the Clippers do look good. And they did all of that last night without Paul George. So, we'll see. And don't forget that our Brooklyn Nets are playing tonight at home. All right. Now, let's talk about a school resource officer who is out of a job because of body cam. It shows that school resource officer using force against an 11-year-old girl student. She did get a minor concussion after the officer pushed her against the wall, later held her to the ground. Now, the incident also resulted in the reassignment of a supervisor who reviewed that but didn't even flag this behavior as unacceptable. This happened in New Mexico, and it began on August 27th. An 11-year-old girl threw her milk on the ground in the cafeteria after she was told she could only take one. That's when school officials asked school resource officer Zach Christensen to assist with a disruptive student. And uh, Christensen came. He was told that there were prior disciplinary issues they'd had with that girl. Later, you can see she's standing in the doorway. He pushes her into a wall. They end up on the ground. He's holding her down while commanding her to put her arms behind her back. She's saying, Al, you're hurting me. You can't give me all these commands and expect me to do every single one of them at once. Then you can hear an employee saying, let her stand. And he tells that, that person, we're past that. And then there's a struggle. And everybody's saying she's not a threat to yourself or others at this moment. You can hear people saying that. He says she is. We're at the point of arrest. And is, she's only 11 years old. Is we're past that the mayonnaise flavored version of, of it's above me now? I mean, 11-year-old girl, and you have to use physical force against her and have her on the ground, and she's saying, you're hurting me, and she gets a concussion? I don't know what they expect of a father or any parent in that situation. Like, what am I supposed to do if I see you handling my little girl like that? I'm supposed to just stand there and respect you because you're the school resource officer? No, I'm going to bust your head open to the white meat. All right. he deserves that. Now, here's another difficult story. Police have been looking for a 5-year-old... Uh, Navia Lachey Adams. She's been missing since August. And they did just find her body in a South oh, Carolina God. landfill. She was reported missing after a family member discovered her mother dead in her apartment. Oh, God. Dante Maurice Johnson was taken into custody after witnesses said they saw him leaving the apartment and he told the police that he killed both of them and that he dumped her body in a dumpster. The dumpster had already been emptied and now they have found her body really sad. Listen, protect the babies, man. Keep an eye on your village. This has to be a collective effort, okay? I understand that everybody's moving as individuals and everybody got their own individual families, but we all have to protect each other's kids. We just have to. Mm-hmm, absolutely. All right. Well, I just wanted to give you guys an update because I remember we reported on that story and unfortunately there's no good news with that. That is your. Did they catch the person who did it at least? Yeah, he, he already said that he did it and he killed two, both of them and he's the one that told police that he put her body in a dumpster. So See, guys like that shouldn't even be isolated in jail. Dante Maurice Johnson, again. They should, they should keep them in general pop and, you know, turn turn a blind eye every every couple hours. Let the wolves handle that one. All right, well, that is your <clears throat> front page news. I'm Angela Yee. That's right, and we got my guy, uh, you know, D.C. Young Fly said he looks like a meerkat. I don't 
I can see the resemblance, but he's still a great individual. His name is Trevor Noah from The Daily Show. He's coming up next on the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is on a little mini vacation. Uh, we got a special guest in the building. My man, Trevor Noah, is here. What's going on? Thanks for having me, everybody. How do you feel, Trev? I've always wanted to know, why do you call it the world's most dangerous show? What What is that about? Um, I think it might have been more dangerous than it used to be, meaning that people used to actually be afraid to come up here. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, like yeah, 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 afterwards. So it's kind of like the Eminem and 8 Mile thing. We kind of like would say what people thought about us mm-hmm. before, you know. And then they come and- on the show. Yeah, and realize, oh, it's not that bad. Trevor's okay. like, it's not yeah. dangerous up here. I feel great. No, no, no. I, I just wondered. I, you never know. <laughs> we used to have T-shirts that said, I survived the Breakfast Club. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I would like one of those T-shirts. So what do you think is going to happen when this whole thing with Donald Trump one day, hopefully really soon, comes to an end? You think there'll be tons of movies and... When it comes to an end? It's not coming to an end. I hope so. Here's the a, here's a thing I, I think people Every take day. for granted. This guy feels like he he was robbed of the election when he won. <laughs> What is he going to do when he loses? Yeah, people act like he's going to... I'm being, they, I'm being they, for yes, real about they, this, by the way. Trev, like, I, I just... I, I think people take for granted that that guy thinks everything is a conspiracy. Trev, you're smarter than me. Please explain this to people, because I've been trying to tell people this. It's not going to be a peaceful transfer of power. I don't think it's going to be a transfer of power at all. I, I, don't, I don't think... I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think Donald Trump does anything normally. I wouldn't be shocked if he just goes like, I'm not leaving the I'm White House. I'm not leaving. I could see him just being like, I'm yes. not leaving. There were fake votes. Three million fake Mexicans <laughs> voted. I'm not leaving. And then, and then have... like, and you know what's weird about America is America has all these rules where you guys have just agreed to things, but it's not like written down properly. Mm-hmm. And then they'll just be like, but you're supposed to leave, Donald. He's like, I'm not leaving. Right. And then when you have William Barr... William Barr's the head of the DOJ. And he'll say, we did he fight. challenge yeah, we, the election. Exactly. Run it up votes. to the Supreme Court. You and got- you know what I love about, whenever you say stuff like this, people be like, well, you know what, our Constitution, our, man, Constitution, Donald Trump doesn't care. nothing to do he with wipes, anything. He's wiping his ass he with He does it. not care about the Constitution. You but see how he is. It makes great material, but it's also like, this is amazing that this is even happening. Yeah. Like, you look at them saying, yes, we did quid pro quo. It's okay. It's, we do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it makes great material, to be honest. I think things that make great material are things that you have to turn into material. What I don't like about Donald Trump as a comedian is, like, anyone can just do a Donald Trump joke. It, mm-hmm. It's too easy. Right. Do you know what I mean? The whole thing is a joke. But how funny is fascism, though? It, but it's not fascism yet. That's the, it's that's, there. No, but that's, that's the thing about America is, like, look, the road to fascism has always been paved with democracy. Yes. Right? But, but, I don't think we should live in an alarmist place where we go, like, it's happening now. Donald Trump is not Hitler. You know what I mean? Not it's yet. Not, yeah, but he's not now. And the thing is, America's in a place where, like, for, for, the, for the most part, guys have built a pretty solid country. Like, the fact that people can be talking about impeachment, this is, it's, it's, a, it's a solid process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a few, you know, I always think Donald Trump pokes holes right. in your boat. Like, he shows you where all the leaks are. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, Charlemagne, I don't think, I don't think you're there yet. Just the fact that he just did not give a f- about democracy in any way, shape, or form. He's lawless. He, like, he doesn't care. Yeah, but the biggest thing you guys have in your favor is your military. Your military doesn't go... They, they Like, your military likes following the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They love following the rules. And that's the big thing in every country around the world. When fascism comes, the guy goes like, yo, military, you with me? And they're like, general, we are with you. And then there's a coup. So turn the military against the people. Yeah, basically. but I mean, gotcha. I don't I don't see that happening in America. The military goes, we go with the rules, and that's it. Now, do you think people will forgive Donald Trump if he was singing a Fuji song and he said the N-word? <laughs> I think people will be more impressed that he knows a Fuji song. If he sang a Fuji song? Oh, man, that's a funny idea. <laughs> what if he said ninja instead? I'm just, I'm just picturing Donald Trump sitting there with a selfie camera singing the food. Ready or not, here I come. <laughs> 
You can't hide. <laughs> you had some interesting things to say about Gina Rodriguez, though, and we played that up here, actually, on the oh, Breakfast Club. Yes, in the Rumor Report. Right. Your advice that you gave to artists to just do, like, how they do radio versions. Yeah, so here's what I was saying is, like, I, I think, I'd, like, it's a joke, but, I mean, look, I get it. I get the confusion, you know? And I think in America, I, I understand that there's a, there's, a, there's a fundamental confusion that happens in and around hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And some people don't understand the sensitivities that they need to have in and around words that they're using on. It's like, it's not like you can't use the word. You can use it, but then don't be shocked when something happens to you. Absolutely. You know? And so you've got to be the kind of person who says, look, man, I understand the sensitivities around this. I may have grown up with hip hop. I may have identified with black culture, mm-hmm. but I also understand fundam- fundamentally as a person, you've got to be like, you've got to be the kind of person who says, look, I also understand that I'm not black or I have not lived the black experience. I may have lived as a part of it. Right. But there, there, there's something that comes with that where as black people we go like, yo, the, the, it's like the one the one perk to the oppression is getting the N-word mm-hmm. in a weird way. You know? And I think I people think, always think, change the lyrics. Like if you're a heterosexual man singing a woman's lyrics, they'll change those words like to suit who people, they are. And, here's the thing with me. People censor themselves all that. You, you, you ever wrapped around your mom when you were young? Yeah. Everyone censored their words. Like mm-hmm. no one, no one like you know slipped what you up. Can't say. No one slipped <laughs> up and said a curse word in front of their mom or their grand or their aunt or something. Everyone knows how to censor themselves. So I don't get why people make it such a tough thing. Well, she's like, it's my favorite song. I just, I can't, what am I supposed to do? Well, what about when you caught up? I'm just playing White Devil's Advocate. When you caught up in the moment, <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you caught up in the moment, you had a concert, or you in the car, yes. you on your IG live, yes. sometimes you might you're just not come caught out. Up in the, you're never caught up in the moment, man. There's no such thing. You, Maybe. What, you, you don't know the lyric? The N-word just pops around the corner, surprises you? You didn't know it was coming? Yeah, but it don't give you the same feeling. Because huh? I never hesitate to put a, whoa, <laughs> That came out of nowhere. Oh, I didn't expect that. Caught me off guard, Charlemagne. I had to say it. I, oh, did agree, I did agree with you that rappers have the power to change the narrative, though. Yeah, well, I was saying it as a joke, and I mean, I was just like, just like they should just make like another version. Like a radio. Yeah, I think they should make like a, like a non, non-black people version mm-hmm. that everyone can rap along to. Like they just find like an alternate word, and then everyone can just rap. You know what I mean? And I use the word. It never feels good using it. And I also feel like, imagine you was teasing somebody their whole life. And then they finally started calling themselves exactly. what you've been calling them exactly. as an insult. Right. That's what I think all white people look at the N-word as. Yeah, I also think white people didn't think the N-word could be cool like that. I think that 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 pisses a few white people off. Mm-hmm. Is they thought it was only going to be like a word of oppression and then black people made it a cool thing. And then they're like, yeah. I want it back now. And it's like, no, 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 it's done. But then it's what about done. the older black people who are like, why do y'all call yourselves that? That word I, has too much I, blood on it. I understand it as a ju- I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Right, I just know that it's black people who should be deciding the thing. Right, that's all I know. Because it's hard to individualize, like say, well, this person grew up and then yeah, this person no, didn't. It's just there's no way you can make a rule for there's everyone. There's no right or wrong answer. I get like there's a lot of older black people who'd be like, you just you we gotta get rid of that word and it never existed and you you holding us back. Mm-hmm. And then young black people are like, no, people are still gonna say that word. So that I'm gonna I'm gonna own that word as a young black man. I'm gonna right. own that word as a young black woman. I'm gonna own that word before somebody tries to own me with that word. All right, we got more with Trevor Noah coming up on the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, uh, DJ Envy is still on vacation, but we're talking to my man Trevor Noah right now. Trevor, what are your thoughts on cancel culture? Here's what I don't like about cancel culture. <laughs> I don't like that there are no terms. I don't like that cancel culture does not come with any specified type of punitive, uh, like rules. like like I, like like rules or or, or 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 ideas. So a lot of the people who participate in cancel culture are the same people who are for prison reform, and I know the two are not the exact same thing. 
but it operates in the same space of as society. What do we hope to do with people who have wronged us? Right. Mm. Do we wish to banish them to the outskirts of civilization or do we wish to educate them, inform them, punish them when necessary, mm-hmm. and then rehabilitate them and have them come back into society? So if somebody says something trash online, right? And a lot of the, I would say like nine out of 10 people, they're not trying, right. they're not trying to say something trash. They're not trying to be, a, they're not trying. A lot of the time people are not trying. <laughs> And then people come in and they go, you need to be canceled, you're trash, that's it, you cancel. I'm like, what does canceled mean? My problem with canceled is, inherently what it means is, you are now ousted from our society. But I always ask the question as I go like, where do you think those people go? We're creating a community of canceled people who have no option other than to be canceled with each other. And those people are not going to be, they have no vested interest. Although I feel like usually it's it's very temporary. No, but I think I don't. I don't think it is in many ways. That neighborhood would be fired. <laughs> yeah, cancel would cancel people. <laughs> cancel, cancel, cancel parties would be fired. I've seen people get canceled and then things are back to normal. Well, there's two always days yeah, later, but there's varying degrees they, of being canceled. Is what? There's varying yeah. degrees. I agree with you. Some of it is superficial. People are canceled and then they just carry on the next day. Right. But I, I, I do think it would be nice to say like, hey, how do we, how do we engage with this person? Hey, Charlemagne, you said this and it hurt me. All right. How do we talk to Charlemagne and go like, yo, this is the thing, this is the thing. You n- you never know. Charlemagne might be like, all right, I wasn't trying to do that, and now I understand. But you know when people are not likely to join in with you is when you just pile on and you're like, screw you, Charlemagne, piece of trash. And then the person's back against the wall. They're like, yeah, well, you know what? That's who I am. Black everybody. And that's, what you, yeah, and, that, and that's why you need redemption culture. But what you also said creates these super villains, right? Yeah. Because you got all these people attacking somebody and they're back against the It genuinely the wall. does. Now those people that like that person it are like, It genuinely oh, does. So now it's, it's, it's a war. You, 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 you have a moment as a person. You have a moment as a person. I remember when I was in school. I got bullied hard when I was in, what was it, grade four or five. And these kids were relentless. I mean, every single recess, they would bully me, and they just teamed up as a group, and they just came after me. About you know, what? Like, anything, man. They were like, yo, this kid's got a fat ass. He's got, like, <laughs> white feet. He's got what? Like, I'm serious. That stuck with me for, like, dec- until, like, Sinbad became a legend. Wait, like, Sinbad fat- changed my life. <laughs> Sinbad set me free. Because before then, I was just like, I'm doomed in this world. Right. Wait, Simba has a fat ass? No, they were just like, Simba, he's tall, he's yellow, he's got a high ass. It's Simba. Oh, high, okay. And I was like, yo, that, I was like, that's me. <laughs> and so, uh, and so like these kids, and you know kids, they don't need a thing. That's the thing about kids. They don't need a thing. And these kids came at me and it was relentless. And I will never forget the day when I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be their enemy. I'm going to, I'm going to dedicate every single moment of my day and my life to destroying uh, them as a right. group. That and destroys I think you. That's what happens to, but that's what happens to any person when you come at them. Mm-hmm. The animal in us comes out. We're in a corner, and we go, "Okay, I guess this is it now." By the way, I think if pro- you if you give people an option to join you, mm-hmm. then you exist in a space where it's like, "Okay, okay, hey, not cool." And look, there's always going to be people who are problematic, regardless. Right. But I think a lot of people out there are willing to say, "I messed up." I wasn't trying to do that, or my bad, or now I understand. Mm-hmm. And I think we should live in a world where we give people an opportunity to come back in. Intention right. matters. Definitely. Intention I, matters. I've always said that. A lot of people say they don't agree with that. I completely agree with that. I also think it's ridiculous to judge people based off old stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like old things they said. Like, like Muhammad Ali said, a person who thinks the same way at uh, 50 that he did at 30 with right. the 20 years of his life. Right. So how can you judge somebody based off what they said at 20 years old? Here's my bigger issue with that. My bigger issue is not that we judge people about what they said or did a long time ago. 
I have two problems. One, I find it interesting that we live in a culture where people will judge just random civilians by what they did back in the day more than they will judge politicians. Mm. My tweets have never affected your housing. My tweets have never affected your schools. But people treat it like that. Whereas politicians mm-hmm. just go like, well, I changed and I, my, evolved, my views evolved. And people are like, yeah, but it, the person's changed now. It's like, yeah, but those things actually affected right. you. Right. right? And the second part of it is, to your point, I think we always forget when we judge people for what they said in the past that they were part of a society. I see this happen all the time with comedians. People go like, I can't believe this comedian was telling these jokes. Look at these clips from 1985. Look what this comedian was saying. <laughs> Look at the and world like, in 85. And you're like, no, but you realize there's an audience there, right? Yeah. Yeah. What everyone you realize saying. comedians, we are, we are existing in society. People are laughing with us in our shows. We are a snapshot of the time. The things Chris Rock is saying today are happening today. Right. When he's talking about mass shootings, it's because they're happening right now. When you go back in time, he's talking about what's happening back then. Billy D. Williams, he's talking about what's <laughs> happening back then. Eddie Murphy apologized for something. Right. And he I said I, he wouldn't say that now. But of course he would no, right. no, there's like no comedian who would say something that they said 20 years ago right. because society has changed from 20, especially if you're talking about society. Some comedians have benign jokes just about the world. Mm-hmm. What's up with escalators? You ever notice how? That's, that's different. But if you talk about politics and if you talk about the world, that is constantly and always changing and evolving. <clears throat> and so my issue is we oftentimes want to pin it on individuals because we do not want to blame ourselves as a society. Yes. We do not want to admit that we were all a part of that culture. Yes. You're going to make it like one comedian with his or her tweets was being homophobic and that's what was blocking gay people all over America. I think if you look deeper, you will find that everyone was a part of that. Everyone was opposed to gay marriage. Everyone didn't think that gay people should exist. A lot of people thought gay people had problems in their heads. And now when societies move forward... People now want to look back and then point at one person and be like, you thought that on your own. Did they think it on their own? Mm. And I think a lot of the time we're afraid as society or we don't want to admit the truth in society that we existed as a problematic culture. And that's the beauty. We're supposed to move forward. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to move forward And learn as from your past. We are, but we, we constantly do that. Guys, Barack Obama was opposed to gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which politician wasn't? Think about it. Yeah. And then now, now every politician, and then there's still politicians who are against gay marriage, but most of society goes like, no, we made a mistake and we're moving and forward And people were now. against legalizing marijuana. Exactly. And it now? was criminalized. Look at how many members of the black community were like, no, we need this three strikes rule. We need to war on drugs. We need to it's come off the, And now, now people look back. You can only work with the information you have when you have that information. And oftentimes in society, we learn, we change, we evolve. What I don't like is isolating individuals and saying, you are the problem. You alone were the problem. It's like, no, you were clearly a part of a world that thought that this was acceptable. Because there's a reason the tweets didn't blow up back then. Right. Because people were like, yeah, whatever. I will be back to have more of a conversation with our guy Trevor Noah right here on the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, uh, DJ Envy is still on vacation, but we're talking to my man Trevor Noah right now. Angela Yee? Now, what about Matt Lauer? What are your thoughts on what's happening with him? Oh, Jesus, I don't know, because a new thing comes out every week. What are you talking about specifically? Because every time someone says Matt Lauer, there's something new. <laughs> well, now is the, I think she was a producer that came forward and yeah. said that she had a relationship with him, but that she told him no 
to anal, and then it still happened. And then he retaliated against her. This is the first time he's really, like, right. given a whole statement about, you know, how this is just ridiculous now, and I'm going to stand up for myself, and so on and so forth. Oh, what did you think the, about? Whole, the whole story is they, they slept together. Okay. He asked to have anal sex with her. Uh-huh. Uh, she said no. Right. And then they slept together several times after that. Okay. After the initial time where she said right. that she was raped, they slept together several times after that. Right. And I think... This is the constant conversation that we need to talk about in society. And we, you know what's crazy to me is we, we have, we've had, like, no forum. We have no larger discussions around consent. Mm -hmm. Okay? Let's be honest. Consent is something that has been robbed of many individuals in their lives. Right? America, fundamentally. You know, I, I remember a beautiful quote someone said to me where they're like, America was built on a world of no consent. Right. Mm. Black bodies were taken without their consent. Women's bodies were taken without their consent. And this has happened around the world. Consent has always been growing and evolving. I understand why some people would say, oh, but then she was sleeping with him. It's like, yeah, man, if you understand the human mind and if you know how we are, a person who does something wrong to you has an interesting hold over you sometimes. Taking some power from you. So I get where some people are like, oh, but then the person's like, yo, someone can do something wrong to you. People stay you know? in abusive relationships. Apparently. People are like, why are you still with him? Apparently. Like, people, people stay in abusive relationships with their parents mm -hmm. all the time. You know, and you'll be like, why do you still love your, your parent? If they were, yeah, but then my mom is. Man, life, our minds, the world are extremely complicated. I don't think that should take away from somebody saying, hey, I said no. And I don't care if this was a boyfriend or a husband. I said no. And he didn't listen. Mm -hmm. There was a time when. Marital <laughs> rape wasn't a thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. They were like, you right. can't rape your wife. She's your wife. And it's like, yeah, but because she's your wife doesn't mean she's your property. She still it. has the right to say no. And I think we need to get out of existing in a world where we blame the victims in those situations and start looking at the situations that have created or the situations that have allowed them to become victims. How can we even begin to have all of these conversations, though? Everything from like, Cancel culture with society changing. I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't I, know either. I, Cause, cause but I we need like, to. Because we're all on these individual journeys. No, we need journeys. to. Yeah, but we need to. I honestly think we need to. Mm -hmm. Like, just consent is one of the big ones where I go. My mission in life now is to try and find a way for us to sit down and write some sort of manifesto or a thing that people... People don't know what the rules are. And nobody wants to talk about this. No one right. wants to be honest about it. Men and women, I've actually learned, where they're like, oh, I, I didn't actually think of it that way. Mm -hmm. I thought I was a willing participant in what, or I thought that was the rule and that's how it was supposed to be and I think it would be great if somewhere somehow we just sat down and we had a conversation as people went hey if you could like write down a, a list of rules how would people approach situations how would mm -hmm. they work through situations because I remember asking like women at my office one day I said hey we went we did the sexual harassment training right everyone goes through it mm -hmm. and there were a few things where I was like well you're not allowed to approach someone at work and this and this and then I was like but some people are married in the office I was like hey when, when your dude approached you, what 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 was that? And they would be like, oh, that was romantic and it was flirty, and he'd leave things at my desk. Well, that, every day. Doesn't that fall into that you can't rape your wife? Type no, of no, thing? no. But then, what? but then they would go. It's not though, because that's not consent. Like the person didn't say no. Right. There's okay. a difference. She the liked no, him. The it no was a courting situation. Right. But but no, what? I thought you said if a, if a no, couple no, no. approached. No, no, no. no you're saying some people are married, so how did exactly. it start? Exactly. They married in the office. Oh, right, right, right. Even get in a relationship. So what I'm saying is, a person. Then I then I would ask, and then the interesting answer was. A lot of the women would go, if any other guy had done that, it would have been creepy. But I liked him, mm -hmm. and I thought it was cute that he was leaving things on my desk every day. Right. And I said, but you do realize now as the boss, if I saw that, I'd have to shut that down 
because some guy can't be just leaving things on your on your desk every day. That's that could be sexual harassment. And they were like, "Damn, I, ne I never thought of yeah, that." Yeah, you don't realize how confusing that is. It's very confusing. It like it's, either it's wrong or it's wrong. It can't be wrong based off if I like you or not. But it is wrong based off if I like you or not. And that is exactly consent, Charlemagne. Right. Nice. If I come and I hug you as your friend, as Charlemagne, I hug you. A hug is not a wrong thing. But if some no. random person in the street comes and grabs you and hugs you, you're like, don't, you don't know me. Mm -hmm. It is wrong because of how you feel about the person. And that is part of the complex. That's what makes consent complicated. That's what, that happens to is, us all the time, though. Yes. Because of who we are. We, but I don't want you, you don't have a right to my body just because you know me from TV or true. whatever. Approach me as a human being, greet me. If you ask me, can I get a hug? I can say yes or no. I also don't owe you a hug because mm -hmm. you watch my show. I right. will choose to give you a hug or I will say no, thank you. But what I'm saying is consent is directly linked to whether or not the person... Th that is the rule. Has a woman ever made you uncomfortable at work? No, never at work. Mm -hmm. No, I'm really lucky. Never, ever, ever at work. Mm -hmm. Question. What but if, in the world... In the world, yes. <laughs> what if you ask me for a hug? Yes. I say yes. Mm -hmm. Then when I hug you, I notice you're having an erection. Well, you see... Your narcissism has caused you to believe that I didn't come with an erection. You think that I got erect hugging you, Charlemagne. That's your problem in life. You think I got a hard-on because of you, Charlemagne? Have you seen yourself? I might have had a hard-on because I was hanging out with my woman, and then it's like, oh, there's Charlemagne, let me go say hi. And then you think that this erection is for you now? You don't know what's going on with the blood in my body, Charlemagne. Oh my How God. dare you? Listen, I don't know if we'll ever get to the point where we can have those conversations, though. <laughs> no, we can't. I, mean, I, I, I genuinely think we can. We just have to find the space and we'll find a way. I'll make it my mission. I promise you this. Okay. And it has to be I the right you. time, the right place. Listen, I've tried. I tried four or five years ago to have these same conversations. Right, right but, but, but sometimes people may go, is Charlemagne the right guy to have it at that time? I think it needs to that be a true. conversation led by women and then men participate but in no, it. But no, I was having a conversation based off things that I've been through. No, I understand. But yeah. I'm just saying, if you, right. if you, if you, if you situated in sometimes the right way. Sometimes it's important way, for men to listen too, instead of trying to lead the conversation to hear what women have to say. But I, I was acknowledging bull that I've done. They, yo, they had a, they, they said I raped my wife because I read an article in Teen Vogue, and the Teen Vogue the article was a, is drunk sex rape. Right. So I talked about the first time me and my wife had sex with each other. Same, I guess, kind of the same thing. You're I understand about. what you're saying. Yeah, and we were drunk. But, but clickbait is dangerous. I, I remember that happening to you. Mm -hmm. I think what you were talking about is an interesting conversation. Now, you oftentimes uh, are not the most delicate when speaking about certain Very issues. True. And so I understand why you get into trouble a lot of the time. But I do get the conversation you were trying to have. Right. And it is a tough one. We don't talk enough about how to engage with each other when there is alcohol. That's Pe very true. Because people Cause just if, say... Because there's a woman, if she was next day, would have said, oh my God, did we... I, I didn't even mean to do that. I was so drunk. Did we have sex? Right. She, if she didn't like you... She, and she didn't want to do it in retrospect the next day and had no idea it happened, she could say... Right. It's, it's, it's a, it, that, is a, that is, I promise you now, that is a really complicated conversation, mm -hmm. again, that we're not having properly because think about how, how much we worked on the messaging in and around drinking and driving. Yes. We worked hard and they told us, look, drinking and drive, you cannot drink and drive. If you've had a drink, you throw those keys away. Right. That messaging became solid and it became clear that drinking and driving do not mix. You should not be doing it. So what we, what we, while we're having a conversation around alcohol and sex, we also need to be talking about consent. While we're talking about consent, we also have to talk about toxic masculinity and the way men see themselves in relation to a woman. And a lot of the time, that's, that's why men are doing what they're doing, mm -hmm. you know? Men don't take rejection well because it's somehow tied into their, their idea of how manly they are. I remember growing up with Aaliyah. 
Listen to those lyrics today, people. Huh? If at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off, off and, and try again, again, try again. What would you do to get to me? What would you say to have your way? Hmm? Would you give up or try again if I hesitate to let you in? You don't even got to go that far back. You can go to how many drinks does it take for you to get yeah. with me? Like, blame like, it on the alcohol. Jamie Fox, like, but I'm saying like, and so what we don't realize is we, we also have to go like, oh man, how are we being programmed? What, are we, what have we thought you is are. acceptable? How do we think it's acceptable? And how do we change those right. things? It's time. And that's, you know what I mean? Someone needs to write an R&B song where it's like, you know what I mean? Like, girl, we drunk, leaving the club. Let's just sleep. Tomorrow we'll be sober. And then we see if we have sex. Like, that's what we need to do. People need to write new songs. Like, Miguel, everyone. That's the challenge I, I, I sent to you guys. Write consent songs. Write songs where it's like very clear. Yeah. And then I whip out the condom. Real ones. And I ask you, are you sure? You say, yeah. No, you're right. That's what we need. Wise words from my man, Trevor Noah. Trevor. I love talking to you, but why are you here? What, 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 what yeah, are you coming to promote? Comedy tour. Well, I was coming to promote? Oh, I thought I was just coming to hang out with you guys. <laughs> oh, I, was, I, was just no, walking, I, I was just walking past the building. That's what hey, I was doing. I was just making no, no, sure. The New York no, Comedy Festival. I'm excited. Festival. There's only two things. Madison Square Garden. Hey. That's huge. And the Garden or the Theater? No, the Garden. The Garden Garden. The Garden right. Garden. Okay. On November 8th. Okay. The Garden Garden, November 8th. Okay. And then December 6th, I'm in Los Angeles doing the Staples. Wow. If you type Trevor Noah and you type Los Angeles, it'll come up. If you type Trevor Noah and you type New York, it'll come up. If you type Trevor Noah, Charlemagne, some other shit will come up. Don't type that. Don't do that. New Please York, don't do that. Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> New York. They're trying to move past that. We're trying to get past that. <laughs> <laughs> New York, Los Angeles. TrevorNoah.com, Trevor Noah, Twitter, Trevor Noah, Instagram, Trevor Noah. If you type Trevor Noah, that's, that's who I am, uh-huh. and that is how you shall find me if you are looking for me. Always a pleasure, my brother. Thank you very much. This Trevor is always Noah, fun. It's the Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is still in Paris. Uh, it's time for Rumor Report. I don't know what we're teasing. We're talking about Megan Thee Stallion. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. So Megan Thee Stallion is apparently writing a horror movie. You know, that's my favorite genre of movies. She did a 24 Hours With video for Vogue magazine, and that's where she revealed that. You're writing a, a script, is that right? Oh, yes, for a horror film. Everyone knows I love horror movies. I, I like movies that make you semi-fall in love with the villain, so you, you have sympathy for him. You're not going to want the villain to die. Maybe he won't die. Because yeah. I feel like every good every good story, you can't just necessarily kill off the villain. Like That's why the Batman never killed Joker. She also talked about her favorite horror movies. That made me start thinking, what was my favorite horror movie ever? Um, right now, I really like The Conjuring as far as newer ones. But as far as older movies growing up, I used to be a fan of The Nightmare on Elm Street. But now that I look at it, when I look back at it, it's not as scary as I thought it was at the time. Uh, but yeah, so let's things, get ready for that. Things like this intrigue me because I love when content creators create content outside of the genre of music that they're in. So people expect her to be a rapper and they may even expect her to write a certain type of movie. But for her to do horror, I think that's dope. Salute to Meg the Stallion for that. And apparently I need to see this Human Centipede movie because I've never seen it. All right, now T-Pain was being extremely honest and that was on his Instagram post because he was supposed to be going on tour and then he had to cancel his tour and this is the reason why. Let me just start by saying that my team set up the tour in September. And uh, if you've ever set up a whole month-long tour before, you'd know that's not enough time to set up a full tour. So having said that, uh, I'm going to take it upon myself to cancel the One Up DLC tour. Now, let me tell you, I was advised to lie about this and say that, you know, I needed time to spend with my family or some medical attention or something like that. Just don't, just make, just don't make it look like we f***ed up. We f***ed up. 
I know, and most artists lie. When whenever concerts get canceled or or tours get canceled, it's it's for low ticket sales. Right. So low ticket sales. He doesn't want the room to be half empty. Now we appreciate him being honest and telling the truth about it. And it is difficult to pull off a tour and make sure that you sell those tickets. And you can't just rely on the fact that the last tour did well, so this one should too. Why not just go to a smaller venue? Uh, it's probably too late to do that right now, mm. but he's going to, I guess, regroup and, and go through that again. And then you actually end up making less money. So maybe he, there's a certain amount of money that he wants to make sure that he makes as well because of production, travel, all of that. All right, South Park, they're close to doing a streaming deal, and that's according to Bloomberg. They're saying that streaming deal would be worth over $500 million. All right, so the potential buyers wouldn't own the show, but it would allow them to license the series backlog and then air them in the United States over the next few years. Man, salute to those guys, man. When you create something like that, when you create something that you're going to eat off forever, that, that impacted culture in the way South Park did, you won in life. You know what? I watch South Park all the time. It's always on TV, like reruns. And I could sit there when there's nothing on. I'd be like, let me just watch South Park because that show does always make me laugh. Well, the Boondocks will be back next, uh, ne- ne- this, next fall. Just want to throw that out there. All right, All for right, content and, that lives forever. And Kanye West did something for Kim Kardashian for her birthday. He did surprise $1 million donations for her uh, favorite charities. So that's a nice thing, right? Isn't what that kind of like just taking money out your bank account and putting it in your other bank account? It's not her charity. It's other charities. Oh, I thought it was charities that she represents. It's a charity that he made in her name to the Cut 50 Buried Alive Project and Equal Justice Initiative and Anti-Recidivism Coalition's organizations. They're the ones that got the gifts. So are those Kim's charities or those are just charities that she supports? Those are charities that she's supporting. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Campaigns, but she doesn't run those charities. They're just prison reform charities that she's supportive of. Oh, that's dope. I thought that it was Kim's actual charity he was donating to. They're her favorite charities. Got you. That's not, okay, that's a dope gift. That is a very thoughtful thoughtful, uh, selfless gift. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Now, coming up next, we have Donkey of the Day. That's right, in Florida, I'm sorry. I was really trying to have a Florida-less week, but you know that is absolutely impossible. Uh, I need a young woman named Jessica Hardy to come to the front of the congregation because she's trying to kill people over their dietary preferences. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. Florida. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Uh, it's not me, Duval. It's your home state of Florida, okay? Donkey of the day for Wednesday, October 23rd goes to a Florida woman named Jessica Danielle Hardy. Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always say about Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. And today is no exception. I also want to say I think we are all aware of the dangers of the Florida man. But what we don't talk about often, uh, well, I would just say the less talked about, but equally is dangerous Florida woman. Okay, Now, the reason we don't talk about the Florida woman too often is because the beauty of Florida is crazy is not regulated to gender. We hear these stories and we all, you know, all we think is Florida and we think crazy, okay? We rarely, if ever, think of race, gender, sexuality. Florida is truly a place where people are judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their crazy. Now, let's cut right to the crazy so we can discuss. Uh, Jessica was charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon after she hit 
her boyfriend in the head with a hammer repeatedly. Now, I know you're saying, wow, you know, this, this, this is violent, okay? The only person who should be hitting somebody repeatedly with a hammer is Thor. But you got to hear why, okay? It could be a perfectly good reason for her resorting to this random act of violence. But I wouldn't bet on it uh, because this is Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to WKRG CBS 5 for the report, please. A woman is accused of hitting a man in the head several times with a hammer after an argument over pork chops. Deputies here were called to a home Sunday night to find the victim sitting on the front porch, and he said that he had just gotten into an argument with 32-year-old Jessica Hardy, and it was all apparently over pork chops. He says they were both screaming at each other. Then he says she hit him on the left side of his head with a hammer. Then she hit him again in the eye and the lip. Deputies found the man with several injuries. Hardy is charged with aggravated battery using a deadly weapon, and she is still in the Escambia County Jail with a $5,000 bond. I love when these professional news voices have to report these nut-ass news stories. Can I just hear the beginning again? Just the beginning of that. <laughs> a woman is accused of hitting a man in the head several times with a hammer after an argument over pork chops. It's, it's like he just knew in that moment, I am so sick and tired of doing goddamn news in Florida. All right? Now, what if this man who got hit in the head with a hammer over pork chops simply decided he didn't want to eat pork anymore? Okay, what if you read Deuteronomy 14.8, which says the pig is also unclean. Although it has a divided hoof, it does not chew the cud. You are not to eat their meat or touch their carcasses. What if he did some research and realized that eating pork products uh, is bad for you because pork products are loaded with artery clogging cholesterol and saturated fat? Okay, what if he did some research and realized that eating pork increases your chances of developing deadly diseases like heart disease, diabetes, arthritis, Alzheimer's, asthma? <gasps> And impotence. Yes, eating pork causes impotence. Did you know that? Did you know that eating pork can make your penis not get hard? What if that was the, uh, the argument they were having? What if he read that fun fact that eating lard makes your penis not get hard and she was screaming on him for not being able to get erect when the reality is it's her fault because she keeps feeding her king that swine. No pork on my fork. You understand me? Now, I am almost certain that perfectly rationale explanation I gave for that Florida woman hitting her man in the head with a hammer didn't happen. You know why? Because it's Florida. And in Florida, there is no logic or any rationale explanation for things because in Florida, crazy simply needs no context. It just is. Please give Jessica Daniel Hardy the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. Thank you for that donkey of the day, Charlemagne. Uh, yeah, I wonder how many people out there uh, just learned that uh, eating too much pork can cause impotence, but they still out there like, nah, bruh, bacon over boners. All right. Well, uh, right now we are getting ready for Ashy. 800-585-1051 is a number. If there's any question you want to ask me, whether it be about friendships, relationships, business, call us up right now and I got you. This is The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. What's up? It is The Breakfast Club, and it's time for Ashy. If you have any questions you want to ask me, my ears are open. So let's talk to North. North, what is your question for Ask Ye? My question is, should I end my friendship with my childhood friend over money? Okay, I need more information than that. Um, we were supposed to go on a trip mm -hmm. to Puerto Rico, and the trip was canceled because the home was infested. 
the friend offered to refund my money, but not my guest's money. She said she didn't want to end our friendship over money, but she's expecting me to end my friendship with the other person over money. So if she refunded your money, but not the other person's money. She has not yet. So you got your money back. So this is really between the two of them. Mm, to an extent. So I think you should let them handle it with each other. Um, yeah, but I'm being put in the middle because I'm being asked, is she going to refund the money? So they don't know each other. It's really they know each other through you. Correct. Okay. So now that is a big issue because now you kind of vouch for this person. Yes. And so now you feel like this is your responsibility. What I would... Now, this is just me personally. What I would tell the friend, because I, I believe in principles. I know a lot of people don't. But with my principles is that because I'm the person that took that money and gave it to the third-party friend, right? I would talk to that third-party friend who's not returning the money. She's not going to return the money. Then I would cut you off over that because I think that's a foul thing for you to do to me. She's just keeping this person's money, and that reflects badly on you, right? Exactly. Now, what I would also offer to do is for my friend whose money I took, I would offer to say, look, she's not giving you back the money. I don't know what her deal is. I'm not messing with her anymore, but I feel responsible. So let me know what I can do. If I need to pay you back all the money, I will. If I need to, if you are okay with like whatever amount, let me know because I don't want to ruin our friendship and I feel responsible. Correct. Uh, But I would feel like that's a shady thing to do. And who wants a shady friend? It is very shady. Um, that's why we are no longer friends. Um, but the other person I have offered him his, his money back, but he's saying he doesn't want it for me because I wasn't the one that took it. The other, fr- my friend, actually, it was sent to her from him. Right. Well, if he's not going to take it from you, you can't force him to do that. But I would definitely try to make him, you know, take it or at least try to do something nice for him to show him, like, how apologetic you are. Sometimes it is embarrassing. We put ourselves out there for people and they don't return that favor to you. So it's good sometimes it costs money to know that there's certain people you don't need to have in your life before things get even worse. Makes perfect sense. All right. Well, you know, sometimes you don't win every situation. I'm sorry to hear that. That's all right. Thank you, Angela. No problem. Sometimes that saves you in the long run from being around somebody who's not worthy. All right. It's Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. Call me up and let me know what your question is. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. What's up? It's the Breakfast Club. It is time for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051 is the number. Now, we do have Nicole on the line. Nicole, what is your question? Good morning, Ye. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, (laughs) Yes, my question is this. I have had a protection order, a protection from abuse on my child's father. Mm -hmm. I was pregnant with my son. My son is now two. Um, and it's getting closer to the end of the protection order. And I wanted to get your advice on if you think that something like this should be extended if that person has reached out since then to advise that not only do they not want anything with the child, but if they see me that, you know, they would cause harm to me in addition to, you know, the protection order that I have, they really don't care. Okay, so I hope that you reported this. Yes. Because you do have a protection order. That person shouldn't even be reaching out to you at all. Understood. That is a violation of that protection order. And from my own experience, because I've had to do this before, too, I will say that sometimes we feel bad about putting people in certain situations where we feel like, well, I don't want to see this person go to jail and I don't want to get them wrapped up in the system. And now I feel like it's my fault if something happens. Absolutely not. It's their own fault. They put themselves in that situation. He knows what that protection order means. It means he's not supposed to contact you, right? That's correct. That is correct. <clears throat> it's hard because... 
like I said, he's he's never even he's never seen my son. And you know, you hear from family or friends, and like, well, it's been two years. Even of course themselves were like, well, it's, you know, the time is drawing near. If he hasn't posed an immediate threat, and and, I, and it's confusing me because my child is my lifeline. Like this is the only child that I have. And for someone to make threats like that, knowing that this is their flesh and blood, you know, it it, it makes me cling to him closer. Yeah, and I kind of feel bad in a way because people are like, well. It's been two years. Maybe he feels that way because of the protection order. Maybe you should think about letting him reach out. I'm just extremely uncomfortable with that idea. Well, listen, it seems like that protection order still hasn't taught him his lesson. Now, it's not like he's remorseful. It's not like he understands that what he did was wrong, and that's why you have a protection order in the first place to protect you and your child. Apparently, he thinks that he should be angry and lashing out at you, and this is even more reason to have an order of protection. And nobody could tell you what to do in this situation. You know how you feel. And if you feel threatened and you feel like you don't want this person to come around you and you feel like there's potential that there might be some harm done and he is still continuing to make threats, you know what you have to do. Yes, you didn't put yourself in that situation. Put him in that situation. He put him in that situation. Get some help. That's what he yes, needs to do. Okay. Yes, I hear you. I, All I, right. I, I I'm just making sure. <laughs> Nicole, we want you to be with us, and we want to make sure that you're here for your child and everything, and that's top priority. I just it. Hey, thank you all so much. You're doing great things out here. I really appreciate it. All right. We love you, Nicole. <clears throat> that's ASCII. We do that every Wednesday and Thursday right here on The Breakfast Club. Um, we got room report coming up, you? Yes, we are going to be talking about Megan The Stallion. She has a new venture that she's doing that doesn't have anything to do with music. That's right. We'll talk about that and more right here on The Breakfast Club next. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. So Wendy Williams was talking about Meghan Markle. Now, Meghan Markle did a very emotional interview where she talks about this. It's um, hard. You know, I don't think anybody could understand that. But I, I, in all fairness, I, I had no idea when I first met my now husband. My friends were really happy because I was so happy. But my British friend said to me, I'm sure he's great, but you shouldn't do it because the British tabloids will destroy your life. And I very naively, I'm American. We don't have that there. So she's been having a tough time getting used to the paparazzi, to the tabloids and all of that. And I can imagine that could be very emotionally draining. Well, Wendy Williams said that she doesn't feel bad for her and nobody feels sorry for her. Listen. You knew exactly what you were doing. And I applaud her plotation on the royal situation. <laughs> but please, don't try to garner sympathy from us. You knew what you were doing. First of all, you know, with William and Kate... They are grooming because he's going to be the king and she's going to be the queen and the kids are going to be the royals like that. Harry and Meghan have nothing to lose by moving to America. I kind of feel it, though. Like, uh, no, actually, I do feel her because people act like this is what she signed up for. No, she just grew to love somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's just that the person she grew to love is a very notable figure. So she didn't ask for all of this. She didn't ask for her life to be, you know, in 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 intruded upon the way it is. I also think that sometimes you might say, okay, you know, it's going to be a lot of people hollering at you. You're going to be in the tabloids, and you don't realize what it's like until it happens. Absolutely. You can't prepare for that, ever. All right. Now, a federal judge is not dismissing that lawsuit filed by the city of Chicago against Jesse Smollett. 
So it looks like now this is still going on. They want to get more than $130,000 from Jesse Smollett to cover the costs that they had to pay to investigate his report of a hate crime attack back in January. They had to cover police overtime during that investigation. Now, he wanted them to throw out that lawsuit, but they have not done that, so he's still on the hook. So it looks like they are still going to proceed with trying to make that lawsuit happen. It's crazy how, how I even forgot that happened. Remember how big that story was earlier this year? I'm telling you, trouble don't last always. All right, and Trick Daddy has reportedly filed for bankruptcy. According to reports, he has $0 in his checking account, according to The Blast. But he does have his assets. He has his home, and he has stock in his music publishing company. He has clothes. He says that he only earned $50,000 in income for 2019 and 75000 in 2018, but bought a lot more things. I don't know. I feel like he's made more money than that, but I'm not going to, you know... What can I say? I mean, he's been a long, he's doing been a, what he's trying to do financially. Yeah, he's about to start his radio show, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. him and Trina have their radio show coming. So there you have it. All right, now Steph Curry has responded to what Michael Jordan had to say about him being a Hall of Famer. Here is what Michael Jordan said. So Steph Curry shouldn't be offended when he watches this. I hope not. He's still a great player. Not a Hall of Famer yet, though. <laughs> he's not. Well, Steph Curry responded. He did an exclusive interview for Soul Collector. He said, I know I have more to prove to myself. When you hear a guy like that who's the greatest of all time, it's kind of funny. Since we've been on the stage, we've heard a lot of retired guys chiming in on this generation of basketball player and evaluating talent and saying their generation was better and all that. It's a great conversation for the fans to get in on. I know I'm in good shape for that, but I still have a lot to prove to myself. I mean, okay, I, I looked at this two ways. Technically, Michael Jordan is right. Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer yet because he's literally not in the Hall of Fame. He will be one day uh, once he's retired. But I simply think Michael Jordan didn't want to get fined. I think that, you know, he could, like, he's an owner of a team, so if he says too many great things about a player, they can fine him, and they, they, they fine him for tampering. I don't know why they call that tampering. But I think he just didn't want to get fined, so he just threw something out there like, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Well, Steph Curry agreed to a certain extent. He said he's not there yet. No. Steph, so. If Steph Curry retired tomorrow, he would be, if he retired today, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. But... He's just technically not in yet. But I'm th- I really think Michael Jordan just didn't want to get fined for tampering. I think that's why he said that. All right. Now, Nicki Minaj and Kenneth Petty, you know, they got married. And it was a no-frills wedding. The reason why they got married, according to TMZ and people with direct knowledge, is because, of course, they had time on uh, not on their side. They only had three months since they got their license. So they did go ahead and get married. And they are planning to have a huge wedding later on for uh, members of the family and friends to be able to attend. All right. And then I saw we talked about... Uh, your boy getting fired from TMZ. Van Lathan. Van Lathan. So what they are saying now is that he put his hands around his former co-worker's neck, Michael Babcock, the co-host on uh, TMZ Live. So that video footage is actually making the rounds because it happened during TMZ Live. Yeah, I saw the video, but I mean, it looks like they were like playing. Like, you know, it looks like he was just, you know, giving him a stern talking to. Like, it didn't look like he wasn't choking him. He came up behind him, put his hands on his shoulders, whispered something in his ear, and walked off. Yeah, they said he was upset during that segment. Yeah, he was upset because the white man was yelling at him. Listen, I don't like no white man. I don't like no man yelling at me, but I damn sure ain't going to let no white man yell at me. So I'm not mad at him for, for, for telling that man, like, look, watch your tone when it comes to, comes to talking to me. So you and you know they're TMZ, actually friends. Do you think that TMZ was wrong for firing him? I definitely think TMZ was wrong for firing him. Well, according to sources, they said that he wouldn't have been fired if he hadn't uh, put his hands on him at all physically. Did you see the video? Fine. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, he just came. He like he came up behind him. He had his hands on his shoulders. He was talking to him. He walked out. He even patted him on the on the side as he walked away. And you know they're actually friends, like mm-hmm. in real life. 
Right. So it's, it's just weird. It's like a misunderstanding between friends at work caused, uh, caused Van to get fired. All right, and congratulations to Cardi B. I just want to end with that, man. She just uh, got a role in Fast and Furious 9, so that's amazing. Huge deal. They just announced that yesterday. So, yes, congratulations to Cardi B. She's making moves. Body. Did, you see, did you see Hustlers? No, not yet. Damn. I'm so mad at myself for not seeing that yet. But, yes, uh, Vin Diesel actually posted a picture with her last day in the U.K. That's going to be in theaters on May 22nd of 2020. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. I don't want to say peace to Revolt TV and uh, <laughs> the People's Choice Mix is up next. Uh, if I sound like I'm not excited, because I'm not, because the people don't even get to choose what songs are played, and we know this already. But, hey, man, the, 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 the illusion of radio will never cease to amaze me. All right, DJ Envy's up next with the People's Choice Mix uh, and maybe a song that you requested. It's The Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. Uh, gotta salute my guy, Trevor Noah, for pulling up this morning. You can go watch that interview on The Breakfast Club's YouTube page. And uh, I want to say uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina, Winthrop University. I'll be there on Monday. Okay, uh, October 28th with Marianne Williamson and Michelle Williams. We'll be having a conversation called, um, called uh, what is the name of the conversation? I can't remember. But I do know that the conversation is about my favorite subject, mental health. All right, so it'll be me, Marianne Williamson, and Michelle Williams. It's free to get in. It's free food. And it'll be at Winthrop University on October 28th, this, this, this coming Monday. You got anything, Yee? Yes, Friday, I'll be in Atlanta at AspireCon, and I'll be with Ashley Antoinette as she discusses her new book with the Ethics series. So I'm excited for that because, you know, I love reading, and I have my own book club. So shout out to everybody who will be at AspireCon at the Hyatt Regency in Atlanta. I'll be there on Friday. And then Sunday, lip service is back. That's right. The tour continues in Charlotte, and then we're in Silver Spring, Maryland on that Monday. And, yeah, so make sure you get your tickets. I've been posting about it on Instagram, so if you need to get more information, you can look there. That's right. We got the positive note up next when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. It's positive note time, and my positive note comes from one of my favorite authors, uh, the late, great Dr. Wayne W. Dyer. He said that peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is rather than as you think it should be. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs> 